welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are marvelous. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Congratulations! Yay! Did you realize that it was our two Twitter year anniversary like four days ago? Was it really? Yeah. So that means it was like two years plus like a little bit of time that I like lost my mind laughing at Puck Soup. Got it. Uh huh. And that means that we might have been doing this for two years? That's insane. When did we start? Like basically, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I want to double check and see when we posted our first episode. Um, SoundCloud, get your ass in gear. Um, two years, my god. All time, from March. Wait. Taylor Hall forever. It's, uh, oh, it says February 28th? That can't be right. Yeah, Was that in February? We must have. Whoa. That sounds about right. That's wild. Because it was like, cause, well, yeah, because it was like trade deadline that I lost my mind. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, it must have been. That's insane. Well, like, happy two-year anniversary, I guess? I guess. Wow. Thanks to the seven of you who stuck around that whole time. Yeah. Remember when I used to joke about how my mom listened? She doesn't. <laughs> Of course like, she didn't. <laughs> she listened to one and she was very upset by how much we swear. Well, moms will do that. Yeah. Well, we still got okay listens. We're, we're doing okay. One person listened yesterday to it. Which track? Oh, two people listened. Episode well, 57. Okay, people are catching up. Yeah, were they listening from New Jersey is what I want to know. That I can't tell. Um, let's look at our audience here. Uh, let's go all time rather than last 30 days. I love that SoundCloud. Remember when we discovered that there were stats on SoundCloud and we lost our fucking mind? <laughs> I sure do. Of course, our top played track is episode one, Taylor Hall Forever. Yeah. Our top listeners are uh, Aaron, who doesn't exist. He's a robot. Uh, David Hurst, I won't say his last name, that's rude, uh, but I think he might be, we know who he might be on Twitter, and then my friend Tim. Our top countries are Canada, US, and the United Kingdom, question mark? Nice, okay. Our top cities are Edmonton, Calgary, and then Mountain View, California, question mark, 265 (laughs) listens, excuse me? (laughs) Wow. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? We want to know everything. That's really bizarre. What the fuck? Two, wait, 200. We don't even have 200 episodes. How can we have 200 listeners in what? Mountain View, California? Oh, no, these 200 listens, they've obviously listened more than once. Ugh. Or there's more than one person. Poor choices, though. Who are you, mystery people? Let us know. 
That's we, bizarre. We to give me. you like eight hundred ways to get in touch with us. Every time and no one does. <laughs> um, some more interesting cities. Uh Tokyo, Japan. Sixty six wow. plays from Tokyo. Uh thirty five plays from Tallinn, Estonia. I was like, wait a minute, Kelsey, have some of these been you when you're traveling? But no, I've never been to Estonia. <laughs> and the rest of them are Canada and the United States, except for 25 listens from Helsinki, Finland. Crazy. That's really crazy. And don't forget, that's just on SoundCloud, too. That's not, like, all of the different... Yeah. Why do none of you talk to us? If you're you're all the way over here, really bizarre. Where was the one that we were freaking out about that one time? Kingston. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Where's (laughs) Kingston now? Kingston. There was like 12 listens or whatever, and you lost your mind. I was very uncomfortable with that. I don't even see Kingston on the top 50, so I think that person gave up. Okay. So good for them. (laughs) I applaud you. Okay, well that's that's our two-year anniversary. What's your favorite episode, Megan? My favorite episode? Oh no. Um, I don't know. I have like favorite moments. I did like the one where Aaron Kelly came in and talked. Mm-hmm. Um, I he's very good Ava- at talking. I liked when Avery. I liked the ones where we had guests. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. Remember those days. Yeah, remember the last time I had the opportunity to sit with the guest and I fucked it up beyond belief? Uh, well, things happen, you know. Yeah. Um, I liked, I liked the one with Avery a lot. That one was pretty fun. Yeah, he's got the dirt, but he was so cagey, and I hold yeah. that against you forever, <laughs> Avery. Um, but no, I don't know what my absolute favorite episode was. I think I really liked the one, I think I liked our Wonder Woman one, where we just like yelled about Wonder Woman for an hour and a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was enjoyable. Um, but I, my favorite all-time podcast moment was all of the times that I've made you cry. Oh. It's less so now that I think you've ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, all of the times where we just, like, went absolutely off the rails and, like, you know, there was tears and laughter and, like, stomachs hurting from laughter, I feel... I feel like those are some of the best ones. For sure. I totally agree. I think the funnier ones were Friday evenings. Yes. That just went, like, balls out. But interestingly, I want you to know that, like, our second highest all-time track on SoundCloud is the one about all the boys we've loved before. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. (laughs) And then episode two. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's really funny. <sighs> What's your favorite episode? I love the one with the song because it was it was so stressful. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about that whole day was just so stressful. It really but, was. But I believe that's the one where we got to talk to Dan, right? Yes. And that was fun. 
Yeah, that was good. And he had a lot of cool information to tell us and was a was a cool interview. So I really like yeah. that. That's yeah, when that was I was me. like, oh, we're on our way. And then look what happened. <laughs> it's true. That's very true. Any other stats you want to know? Um, how many total listens on SoundCloud? Total listens on SoundCloud are 6,821. I have 6,821 questions then. Just why? It's because I'm fucking charming, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. That that could be it, possibly. Perhaps. No, I'm not that charming. I mostly hate everything and everyone. It's true. I think you hate more things than I do. Probably. Um, so, speaking of things that we maybe don't like as oh, much as we should. look at yes! the segues! <laughs> uh, we've both now seen Captain Marvel, which is why we didn't record before today. Today's Sunday, because I finally went and saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to talk about it. But okay. first, I'd, I would like to know what you thought. So, I left the theater very happy. And I think that's important. I was, um, at the start, I was a little bit confused, but like the more I think about it, and I think seeing it a second time would reinforce this, I like how they altered the classic origin story to be like, um, moving away from just like the chronological life. Right. Like, you see her, she's got her powers, and you and her have to put the pieces together, because she doesn't know. So I did appreciate that. It felt fresh. It felt new. I thought the music fucking rocked. Oh, the soundtrack was so good. When that whole song came on at the end, I was like, oh, yes, just, like, take me away. Did it was you amazing. stop and watch all of the credits? I did, yep. Did you realize that that song was written by Billy Corgan and Courtney Love? No. Because, yeah, Jill, my friend, I went with my friend Jill, and that's what we discovered was that that's it was written by uh, Courtney Love and Billy Corgan. Well, like, of course. <laughs> that's so cool. But yeah, so, love that song, love the music. I thought that Brie did a fucking bang-up job. I love the outfits. It was just, like, I think it was, it was okay. It wasn't like Black Panther where I was like, fuck, this changes the game. Yeah, and it didn't have the same feeling coming out of it that I had coming out of, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, like, Wonder Woman. But you know what I really loved about the ending is when spoilers i guess for captain marvel what are you doing um when she's i've already forgotten all the character names when she like is having her final um i was gonna say bone down that's not what it is um uh facing off with her jude law and he does that ridiculous pantomime, like, come on, prove yourself, can you beat me? Ah. And she's just like, 
fucking pounds him in the face with her proton stream and is just like, I have nothing to prove to you. Go fuck it yourself. Was, it was oh. so funny. Oh, that was good. Like, it was, it was, it was good because, you know, the way that I felt about it anyway in that particular scene, because he was such a, such a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time. Um, and then she's just like, yeah, I could prove myself or I could just shoot you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm gonna do. And I just really liked her, how she sort of went into that, like, she didn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You can fucking fly now? What else is there to prove? Especially to him. Like, of course you can beat him. He just needs to fucking get over it. Yeah. And I love that, because it felt like such a clever feminist way to be like, no, I actually don't need these two characters to have a drawn-out battle. You just need to accept that I'm more powerful than you. Yes, yes. So that was cool. So, um, the thing that, that caught me as I was watching it, because when, when Ju- I didn't know Jude Law was in it, because um, mostly I don't pay attention to things. Uh-huh. Um, and then when he showed up on screen, I was like, I f- immediately, I was like, oh, he's going to be a bad guy somehow, isn't he? Of course because he is. We've Jude seen Law's- King Arthur. Well, I was going to say, he's at that point in his career where, like, the majority of his roles are bad guy roles. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, he's going to be a bad guy, but how? And then before the reveal, it dawned on me that at the beginning of Guardians, when they're fighting, like, the Kree, the Kree are the bad... Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. They're all on the bad side. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard Kree, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it took me it, it took me a little bit of time to get there. But uh, before they, like, revealed it, I was like, oh, yes, of course. Ronan was a Kree and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I think I was just talking to a friend of mine earlier today. We went for brunch. Um, and he said that. There wasn't quite enough, like, emotional stake in some of it for me to care about. Um. Like, I felt, I felt like I heard, I thought her story was compelling, and I thought, like, her shift from sort of this loyalty to the one cause and then the other, like, I thought that was all fine, but there was a point where I was just like, why do I care about these other characters? Yeah, and I think that, I think this is where the... Um, the kind of ratios of the film might have hurt it a little bit because I was like 20 minutes in I was like holy fuck this is a lot of action like there's just people fighting and fighting and fighting and I don't really know what they're fighting for or why they're fighting or you know what each of the sides want and I think that that kind of is what's lost with that different um, storytelling arc of not doing it chronological Mm mhm because you're right, you absolutely don't know why you want to care about, like, Talos and his whole thing. I was just like, okay, but... Yeah. But... But why? What? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just really confusing. Oh, I just lost Megan. She hung up on me. So that's excellent. I'm just going to keep recording now so that you can hear my narrative of what I'm doing now that Megan's hung up with it, hung up on me, which is I'm going to do a BuzzFeed quiz. 
to find out. Oh, here she is. I forgot who your picture was on my phone because usually I phone you. Uh, what? Can you guess? It's a football man. Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Clay Matthews? Yes. Nice. And I mostly made you guess because I couldn't remember what his name was. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> um, I knew awesome. as soon as you said it, I'd be like, okay, that's the one. Uh, okay. Are you still recording? Yeah, for stop? sure. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what just happened there. My phone, like, I don't know. Anyway, it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked the movie. There was, like you said, lots of cool things. I liked, like, it was visually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really, but uh, there was just points of it where I was sort of like, yeah. And, and one of the reviews that I had read online was that you could fall asleep for half an hour and still probably pick up the plot. And I was like, ooh, that's probably not good. I think that's true. I wish, and that's why I think I wish we would have had more screen time of, um, of Carol, like, in the Air Force and doing that work and, like, knowing how much that means to her rather than just, like, feeling those flashbacks of this is a, this is a feeling or this is a vision that I have, yeah. not necessarily what it means to me. Mm-hmm. But I loved, loved the montage of her standing up each time with those fists fucking clenched. Yeah. Throughout the ages. God, that's a powerful scene. Yeah, it was real good. Um, and, and just the fact that she, you know, sort of kept getting back up and kept getting back up. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, you know what, fuck you. And, and, like, even to know a little bit more about, like, her family. Because, <coughs> obviously, her dad was an absolute dickhole. Yeah, like, some actual backstory. Because that, that, I think, is the thing that's missing. Because, like, you normally with those superheroes, right, you have, like, like with, well, think about, like, Cap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a legit backstory, and then they become the superhero. And with her, like, she starts off having the powers, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's, like, I think that's perfectly okay. But they didn't give us enough of, like, how she got there. I don't think. In order for us to really, like, buy into that whole thing. Yeah, I I agree. I think that... I think seeing her, like, understand her powers is is important. And, like, harness them and know that actually... She doesn't need to control her emotions, and her emotions are what make her powerful. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, and that's not necessarily, like, other than the Hulk. I don't know where that's a character where that is so significant in this right. in this universe. Um, but I think you're right. Like, understanding what was important about it is crucial, too. But I loved the scene where she blows up the drive and absorbs it all. Yes. I thought that was fucking gorgeous. And in the slow-mo and just oh. It was very cool. Well, and then and and then I guess it gives you that sort of I mean, we know obviously because she's gone back to Earth and like had this life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know that she's like from Earth, right? She's not She's not one of them, yeah. Yeah, and so even though they tried to make her into whatever, you know, 
to serve whatever purpose, um, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Just as much as, like, her life on Earth, like, she was forced to fit into certain categories, and none of that worked either. Yeah. Um, what did you think about... Uh, fuck, I'm terrible at remembering the names. It was so long ago for me, though. It was almost a week ago. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, as soon as I heard Ben Mendelsohn's voice, I was like, okay, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Here's someone who's also always a villain in always. everything. Um, what did you think about the scrolls? So I was talking when I... Jill and I were talking last night after on the way home, and what we were discussing was that that it's unfortunate that the movie pitted it as like a binary. So like it's either you're on the side of the crew or on your side of the scrolls. There's no kind of in between mm-hmm. because it makes it seem like the scrolls are not at fault for anything at all ever. Yeah, and so so I would like to know the backstory of that conflict. For sure. And that's, again, part of the thing where it's just like, we don't know enough to care. Yeah. But Super like, I, emotionally for them. I, and I like I liked their shape-shifting ways. Uh-huh. I think that's super cool. But at the same time, like, you know, and it was very obvious, like, misdirection at the beginning to make us think that they were the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and that's fine, too. I don't have a problem with that kind of, that kind of thing. But I think, I don't know if I trust them fully. Oh, for sure, because, like, as much as they say, or we're led to believe that they're essentially the victims of genocide, like, obviously we know that the Kree are bad people, Yeah. but, like, why are they so specifically going after the Kree, yeah. or after the, the Skrulls, right? Yeah, I don't know. The Kree were just, like, colonizing everything, but to have this, like, propaganda machine pumping out all this stuff god carol's fucking cool though she really is oh and when she fucking puts on the costume and there's the goddamn mohawk on top i was like fuck yes loved it yeah it's it's pretty sweet and like the fact that she can change it to suit kind of whatever like change the colors and Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of neat too it was and what i really liked about her character was that she was so confident and like self-assured not like in in herself not necessarily in her past or like where she's supposed to be but she's she doesn't question her abilities and she is just full of personality like she's so clever she's so sarcastic like you think that if anyone would just drop down from another planet onto earth and she's always just like yep yeah, well this is a situation so like are we doing this or what and yeah. fury are you coming or what <laughs> like how how do i need to convince you here and like gets fury like to trust her so quickly it's just like she just has such a unique personality that i don't think we've seen in these movies yeah, she's yeah, she's got that sort of like very self-assured. Um, she's like she's a less cocky version of Tony Stark. Yeah. Right? Like she's got that ability to just be like, "Yeah, fuck it. You know what? This is this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to go." 
And this is what I'm going to do, so, like, buckle up, I guess. Yeah, and she's just going to go and do it, and whatever happens sort of happens, which I think is kind of cool, um, that she has that ability to be like that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me so excited for the dynamic and end game. Have you seen the new trailer? I have. I'm not impressed with how they've made her pretty. They didn't really make her pretty. They did. They changed her hair, and she's wearing lipstick, and, like... Well, whatever, but when when... Thor calls for his hammer, mm-hmm. and it just brushes by her, and she doesn't even flinch. I was, I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be so good. Mm-hmm. Did you see how everyone was just like, they should fuck? And I was like, but but Carol's a lesbian, right? <laughs> Isn't she? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I I don't honestly. I think it was kind of nice that there was no like real dealing with yeah. that at all. I just like she's just this is her story. Yeah, it, like I'm not like I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that it was wonderful not to have it be a romantic relationship. That she's like, oh, no, I need to save a boy or whatever. Um, but I just felt like there was enough subtext when I was just like, but her and the other pilot are together, right? <laughs> like, it sure looked like it in all those photos and stuff. Just the way they were all like presented. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like. God damn it, Marvel. Chase well, this. And like and not just but like the, the picture the one that, that caught me was like the one at Christmas time where they're mm-hmm. like obviously it's like Christmas morning or whatever and there they are in their pajamas with Monica and you know, and I'm just like, Oh, really interesting. Yeah, like it's it's just my two moms. Yeah. You know, on Christmas morning. Uh, yeah, I know. But what do you do? Um but yeah, I thought like on the whole I would say I would give it like a seven out of ten. I think that's good. Because I think there were some things that were seriously lacking, uh, but I also think there was some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you're right, it didn't have that, that like, game-changing feel to it, because my biggest problem with it, and I think this is sort of where my rating falls down, is that it really felt like they needed to find a reason to get her into the Avengers Space. universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but with, with a, an excuse for why she hasn't been around for all of the other shit that's gone on. Yeah, and I was reading a um, uh, interview by the editor of the film, and I guess originally in the screenplay, it just had her going off into space by herself, and they inserted the scene of her meeting the ship and escorting the ship. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, because then it gives her a purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so that was, that was like, one of the things that I felt was that if the mo- this movie had come out, like, say, five years ago and been put into that MCU somewhere five years ago, then through the, some of these, like, phase three films or whatever, they could have, like, made quick little references or Fury could have said, like, a quick little thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, even if they don't really talk about her specifically. But if even if, like, in Ultron, Coulson could have said... Was all wait, was Coulson dead? I can't remember. Whatever. If he could have said to Fury, like, is this is this enough of an emergency for you? Yes, or something just a quick little throwaway line. And even if it never really gets referenced again, mm-hmm. then when you get to this point and you find out like that she you know, she gives him this this comm device for emergencies only, which clearly when he uses it at the end of Infinity War, it's a pretty big fucking emergency. Um but, yeah, like, then, then you have at least a reference to that, because I felt mm-hmm. like a lot of what this was was shoehorning in 
a character that was going to be important in Endgame, but they haven't introduced yet. Yeah, it didn't seem as seamless as it could have been, because it seems as if they're they're intelligent enough as an organization to think far ahead. Oh, yeah. And that's why I was so confused, because wasn't she announced in, like, 2015 as I, Captain Marvel? I think, well, I think, I think the movie was announced back then. Yeah. I don't remember if she was cast right then or not, but... Mm. But knowing, and knowing, like, where she sort of fits in the comic book pantheon, that she's, like, one of the most powerful... Um, one of the most powerful superheroes in that world. Yeah. Like, it always begs the question, well, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, exactly. Right, where... But, like, why would Earth be that crucial to her? Well, because now we know she has people on Earth. Yeah, but only three, four. That's okay. That's more than... That's more than she knew she had before she went back. I guess so. So, yeah, it just felt... That just felt to me, like, a missed opportunity a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, to, like, give her a little bit more... A little bit more build-up. And, yeah, and to make it seem as if... It's not just like, oh, shit, we need to introduce Captain Marvel. Because, obviously, she's going to be a fucking game-changer in Endgame. Right. And so, having having done it a couple years ago... And, and then giving, like, little slight little nods to her. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So, Jill pointed out a couple things. And I think okay. she read them online. Um, she says that Nick Fury doesn't like cats. And okay. yet, and yet, we have a cat. Well, it doesn't like cats now. Yes, well, that was my first thought. But also, she also says that apparently, and I think it was probably in Ultron when they're at Hawkeye's farm... Um, he at one point cuts his toast into triangles and eats it anyway. Or his toast is cut into triangles and he eats it. Jill, why are you doing this to yourself? Well, I'm just, so here's my question. I just. Hey, hey, people change. (laughs) People change over 20 years. Okay. Here is my question. (laughs) Oh no, is it actually him? Is Nick Fury? actually Nick Fury. Megan. Megan. Because, like, how does he keep dying but not dying? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Is he a shapeshifter? It seemed like the crawls weren't that... Scrawls? Crawls. What is it? Scrawls. With an S? Yeah. It seems like they're not that like even though they have this ability they're not super great at it i'm just but it was it was just some interesting a couple interesting observations no i understand i understand and like you know how i am with like continuity things right like yeah but but it begs an interesting question because it might answer part of the question as to why she hasn't been called on before Also, the other question that I asked today at brunch was, is Nick Fury a cat? (laughs) I was just waiting. I thought the cat was going to be the boss, the lady boss. I thought so, too. But, yeah. It would have made sense if she was. 
Yeah, because if, like, if you can fucking shapeshift, then It's unfortunate that that was such a waste of Annette Benning. I know. Because she's so great. Like, she's She's phenomenal. so good. I thought the, the greatest scenes with her were when um, she was the supreme intelligence. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was really compelling. But again, like, wasted time with Annette Benning. Why not show us some scenes of them, like, experimenting with these planes and, like, having trouble and them yeah. risking their lives and Carol being like, no, you know, it's worth it, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. Well, I think I think part of the I think part of the reason too is that the movie was already long. Yeah, that's true. Right, and and I mean some of the stuff they they could have probably cut out, but some of the other stuff like you have to leave in there to give us enough of the character to like kind of work with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's probably part of it. But yeah, anyway, so I apologize for breaking your brain there. But what I if didn't Nick, like it. <laughs> what if Nick Fury is not actually Nick Fury? Well, then... What if... And I haven't read any of the theories about it, so this is, like, literally just me talking out of my ass. What if the, like, solution to defeating Thanos that Doctor Strange sees, because he sees there's only one possibility, and obviously we know they're going to defeat Thanos because, you know, at the end of it all, it's still, like, Disney movies. Um... What if the superheroes the, have to win, otherwise course. they're not superheroes. So what if at the end of all of this, the solution of to help um, to defeat Thanos is the is is one that like takes them back in time, to when she like takes off, or you know what I mean? Like what if that's the integration here? Yeah, I had seen some people talking about that, and then because I think that's being pulled from something that Samuel L. Jackson said in an interview and then he was like well no that was me just talking shit because you guys will believe anything it's true about how she is like the power to time travel but I was just like well how would she have the power to time travel she just has fucking photon cannons like that doesn't make any sense I don't know Superman I mean other universe but like Superman flew so fast he reversed time yeah, let's talk about that shit. Because that's... Superman is such a dumb fucking superhero. I'm sorry. Oh, I agree with you completely. He's the worst. <sighs> I just... It just makes me upset. <laughs> oh, he's so dumb. Because, like, the only thing that defeats him is something that doesn't exist... Here. On Earth. No. No, I know. And And he's, like, the definition of... Yeah, just the ubermensch. Like, what? He's a god. He's mm-hmm. a god. It's really dumb. It is stupid. I agree. Um, but I liked it. I'd see it again. Oh, I would too. I we did you see it in three D or did you see it in the regular? Regular. We did too. Yeah, I don't know how three D. I don't really like three D movies anyway. So I saw like a. A 2.30 show I got a Wednesday afternoon, and I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. Nice. Um, yeah, I would see it again. And I think it would be, now that I've seen it, I think, I think I would like to just watch it again now that I have some of these ideas. Yeah, and just see how they play out. Yeah, yeah. But just, like, Brie Larson forever, love her, adore oh, her, 
I think she did a fantastic fucking job. And I'm just, like, so excited to see some more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of where it goes. And what how, what she does in that Avengers movie. Yeah. And sort of what her role is. Well, especially because that one scene the post credit scene it was just like so heavily edited like <laughs> it was it was just like crazy when she so shows up they're yeah. just like cutting from angle to angle to angle and it was like okay well none of this i don't know if any of this is actually the same scene but okay like it was just gone so but whatever yeah um And then the other one, too, the Tesseract thing I thought was interesting. I, I I think that's an interesting... And that's another reason why it would have been cool if they would have done this movie, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And just sort of reminded us, like, you know, that the Tesseract is a thing again. Um, yeah. And, 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 like, and sort of how it ended up back on Earth. Oh, for sure. You know, just to have that, like, extra... That extra little, little bit there. Like, oh, how did this thing get back here? Cool. Um, yeah, I thought that I thought like it was neat, and 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 in the remembering that like the cat slash whatever the fuck the thing was, um, had it, and then like it was I thought it was funny, but then there's this fucking thing sitting on Nick Fury's desk. Yeah, as if he wouldn't be like fucking freaked out about that, right? Because they don't even know what it is. I know, and they just like put it in a lunchbox. Like anyway, whatever. Um, God, that fight was fucking rad, though. It really was. God, she's so fucking good. <coughs> um, yeah, it was. It was. It was actually that fight felt to me. It was a lot like that fight in Wonder Woman up in the the clock tower, mm-hmm. where she's just like just her taking. Just on, like meow, meow. yeah, and it was awesome. Like it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it was. I it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I will watch it again for sure. For sure. Um. But, yeah, I was, I wasn't, I don't want to say I was disappointed in it, because I don't think that's fair, but it, it wasn't, like, it wasn't that, like, game changer kind of thing that I was kind of hoping it would be. Well, I think that my, my expectations were met, and I don't think why that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, not everything can be Black Panther, or yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. You know, like, there's also the Iron Man movies. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, apparently I'm just mean today. No, it's okay. The uh, Iron Man movies are not great. The first one's fine. First one's fine. Two and three, not good. No. Three, not worth seeing whatsoever. Agreed. Um, but but at least we don't have to wait six months. No, we have another one in like a month and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It is. And that's the other thing, too. Like, this feels like this should have been, you know, there should have been a little bit more build-up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's already been two fucking Ant-Man movies. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, that's what I was thinking about, about about even just the order. Like, this should have come out before Ant-Man 2. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know why they delayed it so long. 
I'm not sure either. But I, well, I have theories, but whatever. Actually, I feel like I can guess why they delayed it as long as they did. Yeah. Um, and I feel like your theories are probably the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know why. We know why. Um, but yeah, like, it just, it, all of a sudden, it just feels, I guess, although I guess with the end credit scene being there, like, she's there then, and they tie it together, it's like, okay, well, at least we know, like, for sure she's going to be there. Probably pretty quick into that next Avengers movie. Like, it's not going to be halfway through that she's going to show up, right? No. In fact, what I've heard is that what we see in the new trailer is only the first 15 minutes of footage from Infinity War. Oh, wow. And we don't see anything beyond that. And in fact, we haven't seen anything beyond that. Interesting. That's kind of nice. It is. I'm sick. That's why I didn't want to watch any trailers, because I was like, I'm sick of seeing everything before the movie happens. It For me, it kind of depends. Like, I don't, I don't have... It depends on what the movie is. Like, I know with, like... Dark Knight Rises, I was like, if anyone fucking spoils me, I will murder them. Uh-huh. Um, but for some other stuff, I'm just, it doesn't, I, I kind of know how it's going to end, you know, so I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. And sometimes the trailer is just like, am I going to go see this? Yes or no. Um, but with something like this, it's good not to give away too much. Because I don't want to know, like, which of the Avengers is going to die. And I don't want to know, you know, like, I don't want to know those things right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Or be able to guess them, right? I want to just... I would like to go in and watch the movie um, and sort of be surprised. Whether pleasantly or unpleasantly, but, like, be surprised. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what's really hard about, I think, consuming media right now is it's so hard to be surprised anymore. Like, I think for me, the biggest one that I can remember is Peter fucking Dinklage. <laughs> In Infinity War. Yeah. And that was so out of the blue and absurd. It really was absurd. That, like, you sat beside me. I couldn't stop fucking saying Jesus fucking Christ over Mm -hmm. and over. It was stupid. It really was. But then that adds to your experience of the film. So not, not being, having everything so fucking present all the time would be great. Yeah, watching movies with you is an experience. With me? Yeah. Why? Because you can't contain your reactions, like, at all. Oh, yeah. Which I think is great. I really do. And I feel like on the spectrum of being vocal at a movie, Jill is on one end, I'm right in the center, and you're on the other end. Yeah, I like, I'm very quiet at movies, usually. Yeah. I actually laughed out loud a couple times yesterday, like, audibly before anyone else did. Um, oh really but then jill did her thing so i was okay oh good yeah yeah she's great to see a movie with oh she, she's great to see anything where there's laughing involved she's the best because yeah her laugh is contagious um so while we're talking about movies do you have anything more you want to say about captain marvel um no because i want to talk about the movie going experience because last night at the movie there was this dude sitting behind us Oh no! Uh, him and his wife, and I assume their children, um, who was just kind of like narrating the things that we were seeing on screen. Um, oh no! Like when when the cat showed up, he's like, "Oh, there's a cat," and I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker, there's a cat. We can all see it. Like every single one of us can see the cat." Jeez. And it was just like, and it would, you know, sometimes when you might have like a thought during a movie, and you might like lean over and whisper to somebody something real quick. 
No, this was just like observation. Like right now, I'm watching the Devils in the Avalanche. I'm like, oh look, there's the puck. <laughs> oh, he passed the puck. Oh, they're driving into what seems to be a federal facility. Yeah. Oh look, <laughs> look, at, look at his badge. Like it was just, it was just narrating like the actual shit we were seeing on screen. And I was just like, man, this is not the time or the place for your fucking commentary. But what? How old were the kids? Like teenagers. What? Like he was talking to his wife. It wasn't. They weren't talking to the kids. Was she like a dunce? No, I don't think so. Cause she was also sort of talking once in a while, and they were like, "Oh yeah," mm-hmm. and it wasn't like quiet either. It was loud enough, like it was audible. I know that's I've I've had so many bad experiences going to the movies lately that it's just like, anytime I can go midweek during the day is just absolutely the time to go. But for me, that's easy, obviously, because I'm a loser and I don't have a job. But for other people, they need their evenings and their weekends. So, what do you do? Yeah. So, that's what, that was going to be my question. What was, like, your worst audience experience at a movie? Oh. Oh, man. That's a good question. Because Jill said today at brunch that what she would have done, if she had more balls, which I'm surprised she didn't do it anyway, she was going to just stand up and turn around and be like, oh, sorry, is this annoying, motherfucker? And then sit down again. Um, And I told her, I was like, dude, if you had done that, I would have paid for your movies for life. Yeah. Like, that would have been amazing. Oh, it would have. But, like, that was one of the, probably one of the most annoying, like, movie experiences that I've ever had. I remember one time, well, I've had two two bad ones that resonate. One time I went, it was uh, West Ed, David, Davis and I went to go see Allied. Okay. It was a full theater, and it was not opening weekend, so I don't know what the fuck was going on. I think it was a Tuesday, like, three weeks later. And the dudes who sat next to us had, like, a 40 of fucking gin or some shit that they were drinking the whole time but we didn't know that we just knew that they were being fucking assholes and like talking and laughing and talking over the movie and like conversations not related to the movie whatsoever because I'm like you if if I'm like oh that's the one from before like I'm gonna lean over and I'm gonna whisper yeah But it was just, like, ridiculous. And then when they got up and left, we saw this, like, empty bottle below them. And I was like, those motherfuckers. Like, what are you doing with your life? Uh And then um, I think the only time I've been to a VIP theater was to see Tomb Raider, like, the new one. And the couple next to us... We're late 40s, and they behaved like children the whole time. They were on their phones, they were talking and giggling, they had probably too many cocktails again, but I was just like, what the fuck? Like, we had to ask them to be quiet multiple times, because they were just, like, being assholes. And then at the end of the movie, they just, like, ran out of the theater. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, you know you were fucking dicks. Get out of here. Yeah. Ugh. And so I wonder, like, well, because I went, my mom and I went to uh, a play a couple weeks ago at the Citadel, 
And it was the same kind of thing. Like it was, the, they didn't talk the entire time. Thank God, otherwise we would have probably punched somebody in the throat. But these two people behind us, for probably the first like ten minutes of this play, like kept talking to each other. And I was just like, "Would you just shut up?" Like I did not pay however much money I paid to sit here and listen to you. Uh-huh. Like I came here to see the show, and I did not come here to listen to your commentary that has nothing to do with the show. And also, like, didn't you come to see the show, people? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And so, like, last night we thought that maybe this couple was, like, on a date, like a first date. You know? Still, shut the fuck up. No, I know, but it was just it was just so awkward and weird that that's what we assumed. But no, clearly no. Because mm-hmm. Jill's like, I could never watch a movie with that guy ever again after doing it one time. And I was like, no kidding. Because um, it was just, it was just so distracting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so frustrating. And, like, and I wonder, too, I often, I think about it, you know, like, the Alamo Drafthouse theaters, like, in the States or whatever, like, the one in Texas, um, where they don't let you take your cell phones into the auditorium. Yeah, and you can get kicked out. And, like, banned. If you're talking, yeah. Which I, I kind of wish that was a thing. Oh, for sure. And when my husband and I were in Phoenix there was one there and we had the chance to go but we chose to go to a different theater that was just like I guess like the version of landmark theaters or whatever um but I wish we would have went just to see like how different is the movie going experience there yeah yeah because I doubt you would have a bad time no because I think if you're gonna go there I think you go, you walk into it understanding what the expectations are. Yeah, you're like a purposeful viewer. Um, but yeah, it's uh, anyway. It was it was uh, it was very frustrating sitting there. Oh, for sure. As and like you know, sometimes we're in a movie and there's like children and you know whatever, and like kids talk. That's fun. Like into the Spider Verse, my whole theater was full of kids, and it was fine. Yeah. Because that's great, where they're like, oh, whoa, and they're, like, reacting. They're reacting to the movie. They're not just fucking being dicks. Or, like, even if last night, if it had been, like, kids reacting to the movie or whatever, fine. If, like, like, yeah, if a kid would have been like, oh, it's a kitty, you'd be like, that's right, that is yeah. a kitty, good job. Or, or like, or, oh, I bet you, I bet you he's a bad guy, or whatever. Like, when kids say those things, it's totally fine. When it's an adult, you're like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't need your analysis. You should have a better filter by now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, super, super frustrating. Oh, um, that's the worst. And, like, there are times and places, I think, where, like, audience participation in movies is okay. Mm-hmm. And that was not that that time. No. No, I agree. And that was not the, the right film. And, I mean, really, the only time it's ever been okay in my experience was Snakes on a Plane, so, like... <laughs> and that movie's terrible. But I only have good memories of the movie because it was such a great viewing experience. Yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, I wonder if I've ever had... Now that I've been thinking about this, I wonder if, like... Oh, I can't hear you, Megan. Are you there? Yeah. I can't hear you for some reason. No, I'm still here. Maybe it's my headphones. It's pieces of shit. Are you there? I'm there. Can you hear me? Uh, I can kind of hear you. Is that better? Do, 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 do. 
Oh no, can you hear me? Oh no, oh no. Oh no. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Thank you. That's good. I have no idea what that's all going to sound like, but I'm not cutting any of it out. Good. Um, no, now I wonder if like there's movies that I didn't really like in theaters, if part of that was like the viewing experience. Oh, for sure. I think for sure. I think it goes the, like, it could go the opposite way. I think if you don't see Into the Spider-Verse in theater, you're not going to have the same experience. Yeah, that's probably true. But obviously that's not something you can choose all the time. We're no. privileged to be able to go to movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I was excited to see the trailer for Dumbo, which was part of uh, the movie last night. Um, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. But then I was also like, no, this looks really disturbing and terrible. I don't know why they're recreating all the Disney movies as quote-unquote live action. Why are they doing this? I For money? Mm-hmm. Like, it's stupid. I'm not on board with it. Will whatsoever. I go see the quote-unquote live action Lion King? Yes. But it's not live action. It's all computer generated. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's not hand-drawn animation, so it's different. So I'll go see it. <sighs> Did I say something controversial? I think hand-drawn animation is better. Did I go in... Of course it's better. But did I go and see the, like, 3D version of The Lion King, even though it was literally no different than the original? Yes. (laughs) It's just a goddamn good movie. It really, really is. Um, can we do a hard segue? Yeah, absolutely. I have a quiz for you. I like quizzes. This one I think you'll like, because it combines two of your interests. Okay. Being absolutely insufferably intelligent and Aaron Rodgers oh sweet so the quiz is can you do better than Aaron Rodgers at Jeopardy oh I was gonna say it has to it's gotta be something like that because he is like super good at yeah he Jeopardy. dominated at it in 2015 can you do better I'm gonna try okay ready yeah for two hundred dollars okay this man earned his MVP status, this is awful, leading the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt. Is it Moses, Jesus, David, that's David, or Samson? Moses. Correct. Aaron also got this right. I would hope so. For four hundred, these are so fucking easy. Oh my god! For four hundred dollars, she was one of the fly girls on *In Living Color*. That's gotta be Jennifer. Is it Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. Um, I didn't even read the rest of the question because, like, fucking duh. Okay, this one. Sort of, I would have trouble with this one. Okay. Uh, For six hundred dollars, a cost analysis. Of 12 days of Christmas said that these 12 day items would set you back $2,854.80. What are the the 12? I have the options. I can read them for you. Um, hang on. Oh, I have to just, like, do the song in my head. Okay. Um, uh... Is it, uh, hang on, hang on. It's, I think it's, I think it's 12, I think it's 12 drummers drumming. 
That is correct. Is it? Okay. Okay. But none of the contestants got it right. That's because you don't have enough time. Yeah. To work through that one. Because I had to, like, I was like, no, it's this, it's this, it's this. And I'm like, no, no, it's got to be the drummers. For $800, at Woodstock, Jimi Hendrix played this model of Fender guitar. Uh, I think it was a Stratocaster. That's correct. Kevin O'Leary got that question correct. (laughs) For $1,000, it was this MVP and in brackets, most valuable profit. (laughs) Okay. Who asked whether the leopard can change his spots. Who are the options? John the Baptist. Okay. Jeremiah. Yeah. Jonah or Job. Okay, it wasn't Jonah. Because it's Jonah and the whale. Mm-hmm. And it was not John the Baptist. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say Jeremiah. You're correct. Aaron got this wrong. He guessed John the Baptist. Double Jeopardy time. For $400, a person in a car with a just married sign. And the category is the letter N, yep. Dever. So, Endeavor. So, it's like N-words. N-words. <laughs> Sorry, I just, <laughs> It's gotta be... It has to be newlywed. Yeah, but of course. I was, I was just thinking of the Sean Connery, or like the SNL um, Jeopardy with Sean, the Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And like the, the S-words one, but the swords, fuck me, that one's so funny. I know. Okay. For $800, in Australia, what's called flake is actually shark meat, and it's the most popular fish in fish in these. Well, like fish and chips. Correct. Okay. I didn't know that, that that's actually flake. It's shark meat. Yeah. For $1,200, yeah. Edmund Hillary got the glory, but John Hunt was the leader of the 1953 expedition that conquered this. Uh, Mount Everest. Correct. For $1,600, Barry Manilow at the Copacabana, the hottest spot north of here. Uh, Havana? Correct. The other contestant was astronaut Mark Kelly. Nice. For $2,000, in March 2015, the Dawn spacecraft began orbiting this object in the asteroid belt, the first dwarf planet ever visited. What are the options? Uh, Eris, Ceres, Triton, and Pluto. It's, did you say it's in the asteroid belt? Uh, in the asteroid belt, the first dwarf planet ever visited. It's Ceres. Congratulations, Megan. You got 10 out of 10 and beat Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Good for you. Well, I was going to be... I had to be better at something than Aaron Rodgers, and it's certainly not football. (laughs) So. So there you go. That's awesome. I like it. I didn't like all those Bible ones. Like, fuck. I don't like, know I don't, any of that shit. I, I know a little bit, but, like, not a lot. And so, like, when we go to trivia on Wednesday nights, there's, like, Bible questions, and everyone looks at me, I'm like, I don't fucking know anything. Don't ask me. Um, also, it's, like, it's not a good book. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. 
so it's hard to read. It's true. Um, okay. Do you have anything else? Um, no. Okay. Did you say you had another quiz? Uh, yeah, but it's not, uh, I don't know. It's again, okay. like, you just show your superior knowledge, unless you want to do that again. I'm always a fan of showing how smart I am. Okay, so these ones are just true or false. Okay. Vikings never actually had horns on their helmets. I think that's true. Yeah, we learned that when we were in Gothenburg. Oh, do yeah. you remember that? I th- yeah, I do remember that. Uh, true or false? Only some of the women accused during the Salem witch trials were burned at the stake. True. Oh, none. Oh, I they were there was... hanged. Some died in prison. One was tortured. Oh, I thought there was at least one who was burned at the stake. You learn something new every day. There you go. Uh, true or false? None of George Washington's false teeth were actually made of wood. True. Yeah, I knew that one too. They, they were, were like from... horse bones and other shit. Yeah, ivory, animal teeth, and human teeth. Yeah. True or false? It was actually the Soviet Union, not NASA, that invented the first pen that could write in space. Sorry, say that again? True or false? It was actually the Soviet Union and not NASA that invented the first pen that could write in space. True. Oh, it was neither. (gasps) Really? It was a private company called Fisher that both the U.S. and the Soviet Union purchased their pens from. Oh, interesting. The Fisher Space Pen. I think the Soviets maybe were the first to use it. Could be. But then I read some a joke about that, how what they could do instead is just use a pencil. Yes, I have seen that joke as well. <laughs> Which I think is funny. True or false? Daddy long legs are the most venomous spiders in the world. I feel like false. That's also, and apparently they're not even spiders. Oh, I'm really? I'm skipping past the picture because fuck all of those. I'm not gonna are they are they not spiders because they only have one body part like one body piece and not two that's something i'm unwilling to google <laughs> well, i would like to know so i'm gonna look it up okay do you want me to pause while you look it up no you go right ahead okay humans and dinosaurs never coexisted true or false well it depends on who you ask because no i'm gonna say false <laughs> <laughs> Because if you if you believe that uh, uh, dinosaur bones got put there to make the Earth look older, then well, you know. Kate, this is the best conspiracy theory I've ever heard. What? People believe that? Yeah. Where would the bones come from? The, God made them, Kelsey. He just made bones. Yeah. He had the capacity to make dinosaurs, but he thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm only feeling ten percent of this today. Yeah had a rough time with all these prayers and all these natural disasters well it was like the sixth day right so he was, he was just tired oh my god yeah true or false bulls are not enraged by the color red they're actually enraged by the waving of the cape true because they're colorblind oh my gosh it says they can't even see colors they're actually mad at the matador mm. the presence of the matador threatens them and then the thing that he waves makes him look bigger. Yeah, I guess so. 
that seems like a that seems like a bad question. Uh, I'm gonna skip this one because it's about spiders, and I'd rather not know. Uh, true or false? You can't taste bitter foods with the front of your tongue, only the back. I th- well, I, mm, I think that's probably true-ish. I'm gonna say mostly true. It's false. Really? Yes, we just prefer to taste them in certain areas. So, like, oftentimes when you take pills, they taste better because you only use them at the back of your tongue. Oh, okay. And you can be more sensitive to certain uh, flavors in some areas, but it's not like you can only taste things in certain areas, no. Interesting. True or false? Chewing gum doesn't actually take seven years to fully digest. Uh, it doesn't actually digest, it just comes out in your poop. So, true? Yeah. Correct! I can't believe you said poop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your body, like, can't break it down. And it doesn't just sit there for seven years and all of a sudden a timer goes off and it's like, alright, I can go now. Yeah, for sure. It just passes through your body and comes out in your poop. Just like corn. Yeah. Corn is such a fucking disappointment. I know, because it tastes so fucking good. And then you're like, well, what was the point, my dude? Yeah, like, it's just, it's so bad. True or false? It's hand size that correlates to penis length, not foot size. Uh, I think, actually, untrue. Correct. That there's actually no correlation. Yeah. True or false? did you know, did you know that there's a correlation between the size of your forearm and the size of your foot? I did know that, yeah. That if you, like, step on your on your elbow joint, your big toe should be roughly where your wrist is. Correct. Which I think is Because it's really all about proportions, baby. Yeah. But that's in normal people. Like, fucking yes. Kevin Durant in his 16-foot wingspan. He's not going to have 8-foot feet. <laughs> okay, humans can't catch warts from toads. True or False. They can't? Or cannot. Can't. I'm going to say true. That's correct. And the bumps on toads aren't even warts. We get warts from the human papilloma virus. Mm-hmm. True or false? It's harmful to wake up someone who's sleepwalking. Yes. Let's true. see. Oh, no, false. Really? Oh. However, it's a good idea to wake them up because they could hurt themselves while sleepwalking. I see. True or false? If the honeybees all die off, crops will fail and humans will go extinct. True. Oh no. It's false. Really? It says many of the most important food crops don't require any insect-assisted pollination. Oh, that's good to know. That is good to know. And I was like, well, can't we just eat fucking fish? No. Yeah, I know, but no. Um, True or false? The Great Wall of China is not the only human-made object visible from space. It is not? Is not. Ooh. I'm going to say false. Well, it's true. In fact, it says it's not even easy to see space from space with magnification. However, the lights of cities are very easy to see. That is a shitty question. It's a very shitty question. Okay. 
because it's, it's designed to be a trick. Yeah. But that's the end. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, what I learned today is that I'm smarter than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Are you surprised? No. Well, he seems like a pretty smart dude. He seems okay for an athlete. Yeah. Um, okay, we... Questions? Have lots of questions. Good. Um, except for Tyler. Tyler gets a big old fuck you. I know, because he's on vacay. For sending his vacation pictures. <laughs> and then, yeah, so he's in Mexico, it looks like, I think is where he went. Yeah, he's in Puerto Vallarta. And then today, he sent four more pictures. I know, I love the little sand sculpture, though. I do, except that, like, fuck you. And <laughs> your stupid vacation. When it's not super expensive to go. I know. But also, um, okay. like, you, you have the right to also be mad at me. Meh. Do I? Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii on Wednesday, Megan. Since fucking when? I told you this weeks ago. Oh, dude. Ah, all right. We'll have fun. Well, there you go. (laughs) What am I going to do? I'm going to go nowhere. Just sit at my house for all of spring break. It's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it so much. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm going to read so many books and sleep so much. Yay! Um, okay, Mike sent some questions. Okay. What are the odds that Bob Nicholson hires Kelly Bookburger as GM because his name has burger in it? Oh my god. And it'll be like a burger made of deer meat? I would say that the odds of that are about 100%. So, uh, there we go. There we go. Although it does ruin my plan to have Kelly Bookburger as the next head coach of the Oilers if he's hired as the GM. What if they do a classic Glenn Saylor combo? Then, okay. There you go. Bringing it all back. Okay, uh, another hockey question from Mike, but it's a better question. Um, There's a recent athletic article discussing when there will be a black NHL head coach. When do you think it will happen? Never or never? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think there's some... Uh, people who are, like, getting some experience in coaching in the assistant field. Like, this is very, very low down, but I went to the Nate Versate hockey playoff game last night. Yeah. And Sean Bell's an assistant coach for Nate. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. And I was just like, oh, hey! Um, so I think, I think there's a greater diversity on its way up, but obviously it's going to take time, and for... Mike to say never, I think is fair because of course the eventual death of the universe will come before that. And Milan Lucic will still be an oiler. Of course. Um, another hockey question from Mike. Um, the Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup. What epic post-game celebration do they do? His idea is that Justin Williams reenacts and lip syncs "Let It Go" from Frozen. Uh uh. That's pretty good. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Did you see, like, the other day they did curling? No. Yeah, it was good. Like, wh- whoever, one of the guys, like, they had, like, two teams or whatever, and, like, they each took a helmet off, and the, the helmet was the rock, and they, like, you know, slid down, and the other guys were, like, sweeping with their sticks. It was pretty funny. That's amazing. And I just imagine that Don Cherry's head exploded when that happened. <laughs> Which makes it even better. 
Yeah. I can't um, even deal with him. Uh, you know what? Honestly, if they just, like, walked out and, you know, like, they win the cup and they just, like, did, like, the... I think it's... I think from WWE, I think it was Triple H who used to do, like, the suck it. I think that's what they should do. Just, like, right at the cameras. Or they all have, like, a... You know, I don't know if they've ever done this in real life. I've only ever seen it on movies <coughs> where the people in the crowd have a piece of paper and they all flip it up at the same time and it spells something. That would be pretty sweet. And it was like, <laughs> fuck you, Don. And Brian Burke. Don't forget Brian Burke. Oh, yeah, and Brian Burke. Bunch yeah, of that, jerks. That would be... Yeah. Um, Jess wants to know, best Looney Tunes character... I think Lola for sure, right? Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, I've always kind of been a big fan of, like, Wile E. Coyote. Oh, just his tenacious ambition? <laughs> kind of a little bit. It's a little bit inspiring. It's insane for me to have <laughs> phrased it that way. <laughs> like, no one's ever said that about him, ever. And, and also, like... I feel like if we were going to have, like, a Looney Tunes mascot for this show, Wile E. Coyote would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just at the absolute bottom of the barrel all of the time, and still keeps coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, like, a huge Looney Tunes fan, so I don't really think much about that. But it, it was such a good time watching that as a kid, though. Oh, yeah, for sure just a great time my grandma lived just a street away from our elementary school so at lunch i'd walk over to her house and she'd make me um mac and cheese and uh i drink apple juice and me and her and my grandpa would watch looney tunes oh nice it's great times um another question from jess uh she's in phoenix right now and she says there's a black panther body spray and a captain america body spray what do they smell like? And then her second part is the question is, and will you give me $20 to buy them and find out? Um, oh. No, I will not give you money. But when I see the Black Panther body spray, the first thing I think of is fucking Sex Panther from uh, <laughs> Anchorman. And I know that's... <laughs> and, like, I know that's not what it would smell like. Because there's no way that it would smell like that. But, like, that when I saw that the first time, that's what I thought of. So... What I a great know. crossover for just <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, man. Well, I feel like Paul Rudd, he's so great. He is. Ageless uh, and, wonder. Oh, he really is. Like, he, there's, there is a portrait of Paul Rudd as an old man up in his attic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the yes. And great the terrible shit. crimes he keeps doing in order to stay young will remain nameless. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? What would the what would the Black Panther body spray smell like? I feel like it would be like honeysuckle and grass and notes of citrus. I was thinking I was I don't know about the honeysuckle, but I was thinking along the lines of like that like hot, you know those like hot dry summer days? Yes. Like, like a hot prairie day. Yeah, like that kind of smell. Almost with like, like wheat. Yeah. Mm. With, yeah, notes of like some kind of like fruity or whatever to like kind of, 
yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I don't know what the Captain America one is. Um, the reply to that question was, if the Captain America one is Chris Evans's sweat, I would happily purchase it. Who um, said that? Uh, Chrissy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which I think is good. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. What, the, Captain the Captain America one, one would be... Oh, God. Apple was... pie and... No, 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 no. Yeah, it would be so Americana. Gasoline. <laughs> I was going to say it would smell a little bit like oiled leather. Yeah. And like... Because he's a leather daddy. Yeah. <laughs> he is. It's true. Oh, made myself laugh. <laughs> Um, yeah, it would smell a little bit like oiled leather. I don't know about the apple pie so much, but like, like oiled leather and wood smoke. Somehow. Yeah, I. I'm not saying it would smell good. I'm just saying like that's what it would smell like. It would be very musky, I think. Yes, I th- like I think that's probably accurate. Maybe contrary to popular opinion, I think the Black Panther one would smell like clean and fresh. And yeah. Captain America would be musky. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, hang on here. I got. I just thought of something. Wait, there's a question from Mike that's related. There is, but I need to read this first. Okay. Um. Oh, I hope I can find this really quick. Um, do, 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 yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. 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 So this, I read this a long time ago, um, probably about three years ago, and it was somebody was relating the smell of a Yankee candle to Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Okay. So I'm just going to go this whole thing here. Uh, ladies, I'm holding out my hand. Do you trust me? I need you to open Google Maps, locate your nearest mall, get in the car, and drive to Yankee Candle. Past the seasonal pumpkin display, near the back of the store, you will find a trash pile man candle section. You will see candles called Mmm Bacon, Riding Mower, Man Town. I'm not kidding, Man Town. Stay strong. Not in this section, but likely nearby, you will find a candle called Mountain Lodge. Hold this jar in your hands like a talisman. Close your eyes and picture a man. I want to be clear. I'm not talking about a Hugh Dancy or an Andrew Garfield, a Ben Wishaw, or even a Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, this... <laughs> Ben Wishaw! <laughs> this exercise uh, requires someone in the Chris Evans weight class, the Richard Armitage department. Someone with smile lines around his eyes who could chop the cedar for your bower with his own hands, strangle an alpha wolf, carry you home when you sprain your ankle in the woods, bench press your entire body. Picture this man in your mountain home with a full beard, a slightly grimy white Henley, a fond half-smile he reserves only for you. Now open the lid and smell Mountain Lodge. Steady yourself on the man-candle display. Give yourself a second. No, you're not wrong. Yes, the Yankee Yankee Candle Company has just eliminated the need for men. This This medium tumbler Mountain Lodge candle jar is now your boyfriend. The Yankee Candle Company has effectively replaced the need for contact with the male half of our species with a compact and clean burning candle in the jar. Do you like this one? The cashier asked, ringing me up. Every man should be required by law to smell like what this candle smells like. I replied intensely. Wow. Uh, Yeah. That was a journey. So, 
here's someone's here's somebody's response to this. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay. Um I saw this post a few months ago. I've never in my life experienced such a burning need to smell what the Yankee Candle website described as a warm aroma of cedarwood and sage, but what Tumblr described as my new boyfriend. Um, the trouble is that the nearest Yankee Candle Company store was a bit of a trek, and my schedule tended to prohibit this olfactory adventure. So as I'd scroll my Tumblr dash and look at images of attractive manly men, I'd sigh wistfully and think, if only I could engage another sense with this image. If only I could truly fathom the ideal fragrance of this man. And then this happened. And it's a gif of Chris Evans ripping that log apart in Ultra. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, and I knew. I knew whatever was happening, I needed to get to a Yankee Candle company. The scent of Mountain Lodge would transport me instantly to this scene. The aroma of this infamous candle could make me live out a self-insertion Avengers fanfic. So I got in my car, made the drive, and located the Yankee Candle store. It was crowded with holiday shoppers, and my nose was immediately assaulted by hundreds of warring scents. I battled through the sea of humanity and the angel wings, merry marshmallow, magical frosted forest assault, buoyed on by my need to understand what Steve Rogers ripping a log in half with his bare hands smelled like. (laughs) (laughs) I waded toward the back of the store, only to discover the mad candle section seems to have been discontinued. What was I going to my to study myself on once I found my scented gateway to hanging out with the Avengers on Hawkeye's farm? I felt lost, adrift, unable to find my bearings amid soft blanket, fluffy towels, home sweet home. And then, rising from the fresh display, there it was, Mountain Lodge. It was the moment of truth. What would it be like to smell this infamous candle? I opened the lid, I took a deep breath, and I giggled. I Oh yes. boy. <laughs> this was it. This gentle, pleasantly masculine fragrance, in fact, reduced me to what I'd probably do in the actual presence of Chris Evans. Giggle like an idiot. The smell makes me smile, makes me laugh, makes me gently swoon. All reactions that, indeed, can be elicited by an ideal man. Okay. Alright. Um, what else here? Wow. Yeah, so anyway, that, just talking about that, that, like, Captain America body spray, I was like, oh, I've read a thing. I was like, we need to have this conversation. Um, and Mike did have one more question, and it is very related. Um, Jamie Ben is developing a cologne. What is it called, and what does it smell like? I do not know what it smells like, but it is called Uptown. <laughs> Uptown girl. <laughs> I feel like I it smells like Trojan condoms. Just that strong latex, clinical, rubbery smell. Yeah, I like it. I think that's probably true. (sighs) And and it's called Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl. (laughs) Uptown Girl. Oh, man, that's funny. She'd been living in this latex world. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Oh, God, no. Okay, I think we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I think my computer might also be done soon. Yeah, let's end this before it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, That's all we have for this week. As always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Google Play. Oh, do I say something? I don't know. (laughs) It's just like, what else do we have? We have a website. You can find us, garbagefirepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I'm on Twitter, not very frequently, uh, Garbage Fire Pod, Pod, 
We have yeah. an Instagram, Garbage Fire Podcast. Meg is on Twitter at Mig Meg Mig Migfow. What? No, Mig fourteen. <laughs> um, and you can email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail dot com. And I think that's all. I think that's it. Um, and yeah, if you're one of those people from like one of those like far flung places who listens to us, we would love to hear from you. And if you have suggestions of like two year anniversary something we could do yeah because i'm out of ideas and my ideas were like i don't know let's look at the stats right now (laughs) oh do you remember back when we used to make a plan for this yeah it was really pathetic i would love to hear people's (laughs) favorite punchlines because just feckless cunt is so good Oh, so good and it's it was the peak of my existence and i just am so glad that it was recorded for time immemorial yeah, it was really great. Um, yeah, so if you have any suggestions or whatever, like, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, if you're one of those people from like a far-flung place, or if you live like down the street from us, I don't know, whatever. Also, how just, do you know what streets we live on? Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. But like, you know, just like hit us up and like tell us tell us that you like us or not or whatever. Just just say hey. It'd be yeah. nice to know that we're doing this not to just preen ourselves in our own. Uh, vanity. Yeah, like it's not just us talking. Like we know there's people listening, so we'd love to hear what some of you have to say. Mm-hmm. And you can reach us at any one of those channels. You could send a carrier pigeon if you want. I don't really care. Then they really know where you live, Megan. That's that's true. Um, send it to the garbage hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it to our send it to our actual place where we record <laughs> the garbage hut outside my house uh, <laughs> uh, yeah that's all we have uh, for this week and as always thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the dumpster <laughs>